Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Sign up today and get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice from Audible.com. Joining us for today's podcast is our good friend, Bill Crystal. Bill, I am shocked, shocked by a report that there could be some slight divergence between what the White House has been saying and what really happened in Benghazi. Could that be true? You know, uh, it could be. And, of course, readers of the Weekly Standard and people who have been listening to you uh, would know that would not be surprised. But the way the world works until uh, ABC News or, or Ron Fournier, the former AP reporter who covered the White House, now writing for National Journal, write pieces that say, gee, uh, Ron Fournier's piece is titled Scrubbing the Truth from Benghazi. He is a, a totally, you know, down-the-middle reporter. I would bet that privately maybe a little bit on the liberal side. But uh, and he is also shocked. And, and the truth is, when you just look at the emails, it is shocking. And it's one thing to sort of, you know, fudge or spin, let's say. It's another thing to invent a video as a cause of the killing of an American ambassador and three other Americans when you know it's not true. I mean, that is what the Obama administration did. Um, and I think they need to be, they are being called to account finally, and they need to be further called to account. My favorite part of the coverage, and I mean this sincerely, is the genuine shock in the voice of Jonathan Carl on the ABC report. Hey, wait a minute. You mean but there here's, wasn't here's a, a question, Michael. I mean, this is, you know, so we're going to talk about it. And of course, we see Ace right. done great reporting and this stuff up on our website and, and all that. And others are picking up on it now, as we were just saying. Will, I mean, will the House go ahead with further hearings and, and call and subpoena the key players? Will they insist, as Speaker Boehner said yesterday, um, that the emails be released? These are unclassified emails, remember. Uh, and then will the Senate, I guess, is another question. Uh, it's not like they don't have any role in this matter right. either. Um, will they, uh, you know, ask people appropriate questions at hearings, you know, members of the senior members of the administration do testify, not from the White House, but from the different agencies before relevant Senate committees. So I, I think it's a, um, I do hope that the media having decided it's a, it's a uh, serious story, and it really is a serious story, um, and that we need to get to the bottom of it. I, I hope uh, Republicans, and look, I hope some Democrats, though that's probably hoping too much, mm-hmm. in Congress also remember that they're, one of their jobs is oversight of the executive branch, and they have a responsibility. They're the people empowered by the U.S., by the American people, by the Constitution, to help find out what the executive branch is doing when the executive branch isn't being candid. You know, you hear on the left many times, oh, it's a shame that there's so much cynicism about government and you evil right-wingers are discouraging people to trust in your government. Well, when a typical person watches on TV what was clearly a terrorist attack with two waves of attackers with RPGs and mortars and then they see people on the left saying oh no 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 that, that, that was a riot they just got mad about a video and they ran out and protested a movie and then they see their political leaders say yeah it was a riot I don't know what you're talking about that's where the that's how you breed cynicism it's not by going around and trashing government it's about behaving in ways that even a typical dope like a talk show host in Boston can go that's just not true and, you know, it's depressing. When it's one thing, again, in, in spin is one thing and misleading is another. Mm-hmm. Uh, domestic policy is one thing and foreign policy is another, I do think. This is not, you know, the Department of Health and Human Services uh, overhyping the benefits of Obamacare and Republicans saying, no, it's not going to work, and Kathleen Stabella saying, it's, yes, it is going to work. This is, uh, you know, this is foreign policy. The White House spokesman is supposed to speak for the President of the United States, not for the head of the Democratic Party. The Secretary of State is supposed to act, obviously, in the interest of the country. She doesn't campaign domestically for that reason. Uh, the CIA, obviously, the same thing. 
the people who went abroad, as, as Gregory Hicks said, and others have said eloquently, as career civil servants have said eloquently over the last several days, they go abroad to represent the country, not a, a political party or, or a liberal or conservative point of view. And for you know when there is so when there's an attack on the United States, you would think that members of the United States government act appropriately, both in terms of trying to find out what really happened. And, of course, informing the American people and then responding. And incidentally, one other thing this has reminded us all is what has been the response to the attack on Benghazi? I mean, have we brought perpetrators to justice? I mean, is that uh, – it seems like it's been quite a while now. As, as Jay Carney, the White House spokesman, said, it was a long time ago. But the president vowed to do so. I assume they're trying to. But – we could use an update on that, too. We've, you know, this is not a closed book in any respect. And this is a White House that is more than willing to take people who've suffered personal tragedy and to put them on the national stage for the sake of public policy. What are they going to say when the family of Glenn Doherty here in Massachusetts stands up and says what we were told was utterly untrue? Uh, you know, there are conflicting reports as to whether or not someone could have saved our son. What are they going right. to say when the, uh, father, the uh, father who was on uh, Fox who said yesterday... I, I knew Hillary Clinton was lying to me when she said there was a video. He knew it at the time. What happens when these people suddenly become more known as the story spreads? What is the White House going to say then? I think they're just going to keep trying to say, I suppose, you know, gee, uh, um, it was a confusion at the time, and there were different agencies saying different things. But there, is, I mean, there is now evidence. If you look at, again, not at, look at Steve Hayes' piece, of course. Steve's right. done great reporting on this. And, and the others, even the, in the mainstream media, are giving him credit. But look at the Ronald Fournier piece, which we've linked to or will link to on the website from National Journal. I mean, Jay Carney stood up as the White House spokesman and either knowingly, utterly misrepresented what happened with these talking points. Oh, no, there were no significant changes. Or um, was not told the truth by others at the White House. Either way, we kind of have a big problem on that. Now, Fournier, who covered the White House and is a shrewd guy, points out that Carney yesterday, when, sort of, when people said, hey, you know, or maybe it was the day before yesterday, this week, when people said, hey, it seemed like there were pretty major changes to those talking points, Fournier said um, that, uh, let me see where he said this, yeah, the only edits made by anyone here at the White House were stylistic and non-substantive. <laughs> so suddenly the White House seems to be distancing itself from the State Department. Right. Now, we don't know that, that whether that's a true statement about all the White House uh, contributions. Right. We don't know, obviously, everything that happened on that Saturday, and we don't know what happened throughout the week in terms of private conversations and whatnot. But it does strike me that there be, there's a little bit of finger-pointing going on within the administration, which I think will actually help get the story out. And the other thing that really strikes me, having been in government myself for a few years, is the career civil servants at the State Department really feel they were thrown under the bus. Right. They were held accountable by that so-called accountability review board. The senior political leadership wasn't. That's really disgraceful, incidentally. I mean, I'm not saying they couldn't have made mistakes, uh, career civil servants, but that they're the only ones disciplined, demoted, right. held accountable. And the resentment of that by the career civil uh, service I think was is palpable. We've seen it now expressed, but not just by Gregory Hicks, but in this poem that we linked to on the on the on the, on the website mm -hmm. that one of these career uh, diplomats wrote um, about about the Queen's henchmen, about what Hillary Clinton and her people had done to to him. And I hope it leads people to investigate uh, to take a look at how Hillary Clinton ran the State mm -hmm. Department. I, you know, she had a cadre of people around her who were her loyalists. Uh, they did her bidding. They were not career. They weren't foreign policy professionals. Um, it was unusual, actually, I'd say, in my experience in Washington. Uh, they did a good job. They got a good publicity. But now I think the, uh, they're paying a right. little bit of a price for, for what they did. Well, you see, you have to understand, Jay Carney said that only one word was changed. Yeah. 
and now we know that an entire paragraph was ellipted, but it turns out that that was just one very big word, just an incredibly yeah, large word, Bill Crystal. By the way, things are different in the State House now because you've got the guy who's on the job, Mr. Competence himself, a guy well known for causing the war, uh, events to change around him by his mere presence, John Kerry. And I see that he's doing his usual great work with the Russians and the Syrians. Yeah, it does not look like he's uh, um, persuaded, needless to say, uh, no big surprise there, persuaded the Russians much. The question is whether how much we've been snookered and how much is just a failed uh, diplomatic mission by John Kerry. Uh, you know, meanwhile, the slaughter goes on in Syria, and, and uh, it looks like Assad is being reinforced. He is certainly being reinforced by Iran and maybe being reinforced by Russia. And this is obviously a victory for Iran if Assad survives and if he... Uh, is able to get away with all this. The President of the United States said, what, almost two years ago, that he had to go, that he would go, and we've done nothing. And so we look impotent uh, and and weak, and that is bad. That's bad for the country. It's not just bad for President Obama. Uh, well, uh, he I remember John Kerry, President Obama's choice, brilliantly pushed the idea of reinvigorating our relations with the Bashar Assad, a.k.a. Fredo Corleone, saying he was the Corleone we could work with, you know, because he was not very smart. Turns out that it was John Kerry who was not very smart. I just wonder, though, how Israel continues to... Uh, play its hand, given that uh, Hezbollah is now saying that if uh, Israel continues strikes in Syria, they will choose to retaliate on behalf of Syria. In other words, you know, no fingerprints from Syria, they'll do it themselves. Uh, it's got to be very, very tough for Israel. Well, I think they're trying to obviously n not provoke a big war. They don't want that, and mm -hmm. uh, they know we don't want that, while making sure that chemical weapons don't get into the hands of Hezbollah or long-range missiles. Um, I mean, letting this go to the point it's gotten to with uh, an Iranian-backed and really controlled terrorist group so powerful as Hezbollah is, uh, is a problem. I don't think we've done everything we could have done over the years about this, and Israel's going to have to do what it has to do to defend itself. But they're, you know, they're being prudent. I think they've actually showed great maturity. I mean, and, and, and over the last several months, they've taken action where they felt they had to, but they've certainly also tried to go out of their way not to, not to escalate and not done everything probably that the hawks over there want to do. I wish we had uh, a government that's balanced as their government. Instead, well, all we do, I was told this by someone yesterday, not as someone here domestically in, in Washington, that uh, pointed out we're the ones talking about the Israeli strikes. Israel kept quiet about its strikes, and Syria kept quiet about them, actually, at first, because they didn't want to be, you know, like embarrassed. And we were sort of on background, people in our, in, in our government, in the Obama administration, were telling everyone, yeah, Israel did strike, which just makes things you know, provoke, I mean, which makes Hezbollah feel they have to step up and say what they just said and then puts Israel on the spot. I, I really wish the U.S., if we're not going to do something positive, I wish we would at least be quiet and let Israel do handle this in a competent way instead of making their life more difficult. And my favorite part of the podcast, when I completely blindside Bill Crystal with a topic that I hadn't mentioned before, Bill, have you seen Charles Ramsey, the hero of the Ohio story, those terrible, you know, the, 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 the women held captive by those terrible people and the neighbor who found them? I think that that story has resonated wildly because here's just a regular guy coming home from McDonald's who stepped up and did the right thing. And I know a lot of people wonder if civil society is fraying, you know, can you count on your neighbors for anything? Here's a neighbor who sees this woman who looks totally, you know, out of place and she's screaming at him and he doesn't know what's going on and he he knows the house. He he thinks he knows the neighbor. He has no reason to be suspicious of what's going on in the house and he steps up and it turns out he did the right thing and and I, it turns out now that Charles Ramsey has a criminal background from 10 years ago. He was involved in some domestic uh, uh, assault stuff whatever, but I I I love the guy cuz I think that there are a million Charles Ramseys for every one sicko freak out there like the ones we've uncovered in this Cleveland story. 
No, I've of course. I mean, first of all, who couldn't enjoy the the audio tapes of uh, mm-hmm. the videotapes of his of his call and his interview and the reporters being shocked as he talks like a normal person exactly. instead of like a politician? No, look, he behaved. I totally agree with you. I've been saying this actually for quite a while. And these a lot of these instances come up. The people who intervene aren't perfect, but you know what? That's 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 true in any country and it's true in any time in American history. But the key is that he did intervene and. You know, people didn't intervene 50 years ago. In fact, with Kitty Genovese in right. New York, when the when the country was in so many ways, you could say healthier. You know, so I think people overstate. Conservatives sometimes actually overstate how you know much we're going downhill, and there's no more citizens who will step up and do things. I don't really believe that, and I, I sort of very much agree with you that I mean it's horrible what happened. God knows, but. Um, uh, no, I, I sort of regarded that as a little aside. And again, in a way, it's more of a sign, isn't it, if it's a guy who does have a flawed path. Exactly. He's not some, you know, Prince Charming who's, you know, of course he would do that. He's, you know, but this guy uh, did the right thing. It's absolutely a great story. And I, I extended the uh, the podcast, Bill, so that the authorities could keep checking out your crawl space while we were talking here to make sure everything's A-OK. Bill Crystal, thanks so much for joining us on the Weekly Standard Podcast. And thanks to Audible.com for their special offer, a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice. Be sure to check out the special offer from Audible.com. I'm your host, Michael Graham.